How do you show up in these spaces, man, with, with like some of these celebrities, Diddy, Russell, you know, Damon Dash, like as an entrepreneur, these people are larger than life. Uh, but you got to have the confidence to walk up and, and introduce yourself. Like, how do you show up in these spaces? So I think even whether they're celebrity or not, it can be overwhelming for me to tell people everything that I do. Because yeah, it sounds yeah. crazy sometimes when I say it aloud. <laughs> so I, I read the room. You know, I'm observant. I pay attention to what's important to people. Okay. And I take that mindset of, okay, if you're in this, if it's safe, I'm in a financial space, then mm -hmm. my conversation will be a little bit different. If yeah. I'm in the entertainment media space, I kind of can see what's important to people. I had an opportunity to like interview Gotti one time. It was okay. like my last gig when I was in radio and interviewing him at a car show and I had my um, ambitious AF shirt on and you know I, I made the conversation about you know one of the questions I asked him was like you know a lot of people in the music industry they get a lot of money but they don't know what to do with it like what's what's one thing you would tell them about how to manage their money when they grinding yeah. I tied in grinding because I'm sure. wearing my shirt I'm wearing my branding right so reading the room being yeah, observant yeah. right seeing knowing your audience I say that all the time know yeah. your audience mm -hmm. Yeah, and and that's the, that goes with their research. Uh, that goes with the deep work, and that's one of the things that like I'm super passionate about. I got you tell my wife will tell you every house we've ever stayed in. The first thing that goes up is the whiteboard because I love getting in this space, shutting everything off, and just doing that deep work. And in order for you to know your business, you have to do that deep yeah. work. Uh, is that something that you help your clients with as well? Work through like organizational structures and things like that. Yeah, so typically I'm working with, I say, thriving and aspiring business owners. Okay, so a lot okay. of time the thriving business owners may want to pivot. They have a new idea they, they're trying to launch or maybe they feel stagnant, right? Mm -hmm. And then the aspiring business owners, those that are like, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. I want somebody that's, you know, somebody that's usually hungry. They just don't know what to do. Okay. Right? And then also the, the nine to fiver that's like, I want to do something. You know, yeah. I, I want to do something to get out of this job, right? I just don't know where to begin. And yeah. so... I definitely walk them through it. You know, we we start with a discovery of okay. what it is that you want to do, why you mm -hmm. want to do it, who you think is going to be the target audience. Because for me, target audience is cool, but we're going to get you to the buying audience because that's what really matters. Okay. Hold okay? on. You got to break that down. You're you <laughs> dropping gems here. So I've always been, I've always heard get to the target audience, but you, you're flipping this and saying get to the buying audience. Yeah. What's the difference and how do you identify it? Because your target audience is who you want to purchase okay, and who you think is going to buy your things. The buying audience are those that are cashing, the, that are sending you the check that For you sure. can cash. Yo, what's going on, Equity Chasers? Listen, I know you guys are enjoying the episode. Real quick, I know that you guys have already subscribed to the channel, so that's not why I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you guys because we have some major things that we're gonna be rolling out. So what I need you to do is pause the video, go down to the description. Right above the description of the video, you're gonna see a link. That link is gonna give you access to our email list. I need you to subscribe. So when we roll out some of these things, you'll be one of the few that can get into the room. What are we gonna roll out? We're gonna be opening up our studios this summer. We're gonna be letting you guys come in. We're gonna be letting you guys watch us record live. We also have some live events planned. We have a lot of things that we're gonna be rolling out for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to take your business, your game to the next level this summer. You're gonna to wanna to hit that email list and tap in. So look, let's do this. Let's get back to the video. Thank you. All right, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Equity Tab. Listen, man, I am excited. I need y'all to do me a favor. Get a pen, get you a notepad. Y'all going to want to take some notes. I got a real good friend of mine, uh, Jada D. Uh, man, Jada, when did we meet? I feel like we met our senior year uh, through a mutual friend. You no, uh, no, nah, nah, I think we met through Justin first. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Wow. We go back. We go back, and then we went to school JT. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. for sure. Yeah. So look, uh, you know, uh, with the Equity Tap, our goal is to uh, help entrepreneurs. A lot of times we're talking to startup entrepreneurs. Sometimes we're talking to entrepreneurs that are stuck and they're looking for a way to move forward. So my goal is to help them raise their business IQ so they can tap into the full equity. So it. that's where the Equity Tap comes from. So look, I'm excited to have you on, man. I want to jump right into this. Let's uh, do it. So I saw recently uh, Amazon bestseller, number one bestseller book uh, on Amazon. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I released a book, Don't Let Your Mouth Get You in Trouble, How yeah. to Get Out of Your Own Way and Execute. And it's all about just how to get it done. Yeah. You know, um, I'm giving people very, you know, uh, things that they can implement immediately. There are resources in the back of the book. There are, you're mentioned in the book multiple times. Oh, wow. 
Um, That's what's up. I, I mentioned people that have helped me along the way in my journey and, okay. and all the things that I'm doing. And so it is a resource. People use it and take notes in it. They go back to it. And so this book, you know, I I wrote it. I narrated the audio book. So it's on Audible. It's on ebook, physical books. And if you go to my website, you can also get a, a signed copy from me. Yeah. And so Amazon bestseller in two categories. So give me my credit. I'm sorry. Two, two categories. Me. Bring you know? me up to speed. <laughs> what was the second category? So it's, it's self-help and then um, also business. And so, wow. yeah, so, you know, it wasn't easy. It, it took a lot of pro- promotion. So yeah. the pre-launch, the pre-sales, yeah, yeah, yeah. the moving it throughout. Um, and then recently when I, I recorded the, auto, the audio book um, via Audible, Okay. And that really changed the game. I loved narrating it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I wrote the book like I speak. <laughs> so uh, hearing it is a lot of fun. Yeah. It'll keep you engaged. I was actually influenced by listening to Will Smith's book on how entertaining his was. And so okay. that really helped guide me on recording mine. Will Smith had a great book. Uh, and I want to jump back. We'll come back to this conversation yeah. about the whole audio, audio, audible book. Yeah. Audio book, because that's all I listen to. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my biggest hacks. I tell people, look, if you're an entrepreneur, you got to read. Yeah. I try to get through at least one book a month. And the way I'm able to do it is through audio book. Yeah. I speed it up. You know what I'm saying? Eat it up. So don't let your mouth get you in trouble. In the uh, in the book, I don't know if it was in the book or if I saw you talk about this in an interview, and I thought it was a very interesting uh, perspective. Uh, you gave the analogy of uh, airplane and being on the exit, and the whole thing behind it was you're in your own or bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a dope way, uh, you know, to, to kind of frame that. You said, uh, in, when getting on an airport uh, airplane, I always sit on the exit because I know what I'm willing to do whenever an emergency situation, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Is and I'm willing to bet on myself. Yeah. Most people that get on the plane, I promise you, they don't think that way. I don't think that way. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be by the exit because yeah. that's too much work. But when I heard you say that, I was like, you know what? I know what I'm willing to do in this situation. Absolutely. And that's the right mindset. So, so tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So for me, I'm always going to bet on myself. I've always been that way. A lot of people try to project themselves yeah. and they project their fears, and it comes from people that are the closest to you. They have good intentions. Like, yeah. Let me start there. Most people have good intentions, okay. but what they end up doing is they project their fears. They'll say, "Well, you're sure you can do that, or mm-hmm. have you? Are are you sure? Is is that okay? You know, the the moves that I've made have you know been have received a lot of concern. Okay. Um, I'm a, I've solo traveled the world. Yeah. I, I moved, I relocated from Atlanta to Dallas by myself. I drove mm-hmm. a, a 2002 Sunfire <laughs> cross country with no job lined up. Mm-hmm. I moved to Dallas without ever visiting first. And the thing that I said to the one, the person closest to me, my mother, who had the biggest concern is, yeah. I know me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of me. Yeah, Jada yeah. going to be good regardless. Regardless of anything that happens to me, I know I'm going to always be good. And yeah. so I take that mindset everywhere. And so I had that same analogy when it comes to you know, being on an airplane and do you want to sit in an exit row? Absolutely. Yeah. Because I know that I'm going to open the door. I know I'm going to get me out and I'm going to get y'all out. But yeah. I don't know if you're going to get me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what's interesting as entrepreneurs, uh, I do see a lot of entrepreneurs not betting on themselves, uh, not telling their story properly, not putting the proper dollars behind, you know, getting themselves out there. And it's because of fear. And I know a big theme of what you're doing right now is you're in your own way. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So that part, that's the tagline of my book, right? So how to get out of your own way and execute. Yeah. And it is the mindset. Yeah. It is the stories that we tell ourselves. You know, a lot of people talk the talk and repost the memes and say all these amazing things. But mm-hmm. when it comes to actually putting the action to it, they literally prevent themselves. They think about, well, what if my family doesn't support me or my friends don't support me or I've been having a business and you haven't done anything in those yeah. types of conversations. And I tell people to shift the conversation. Okay. For example, if somebody doesn't support me, if someone doesn't know all the different services that I offer, yeah. I say, well, maybe I'm not doing a good enough job of promoting myself. Yeah, yeah maybe for sure. If you're close to me and you don't know all that I have to offer, yeah. that's on me. Mm-hmm. I haven't showed my value. Yeah. I haven't made it very intentional of what the value I bring to you and anybody you know, right? And so mm-hmm. that's the approach that I take with life. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just that you have to do what you have to do to make sure that the things that you have going on, people know about. It's not yeah. necessarily on them. Now, they can choose to not support. They can mm-hmm. choose to not do some things. But also, we got to take it a little deeper. Okay. What does support look like? Have you told them how they can support you? Yeah. Or maybe they are supporting you, but you want them to actually purchase. But their support looks like sharing a post yeah. or reposting yeah. your podcast or, yeah. or things Absolutely. like that. Right. So support shows up in different ways. And then to take it even deeper, they may not even your target audience. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
a lot of people don't realize that that initial that initial contact list, customers or or family and friends like that. That warm market. That warm market. Yeah. yeah, they're not your initial um, you know, market. I look at my my analytics on YouTube all the time and the first 30 days I was like, I can't necessarily rely on this because I know there's a lot of family and friends support. Uh the key indicator is watch at watched hours. Mm -hmm. So I think that's an interesting uh perspective. But let's talk about the value. Okay. Uh because that's a that's a part that entrepreneurs have uh, a lot of trouble with. Yeah. Uh is first of all determining what your value is and then figuring out how to price that. I know that mm -hmm. you're a small business consultant, you help entrepreneurs. We're in a very similar space. I take on a couple of clients as yeah. well that I work with. And uh, I'm just curious to kind of hear your perspective. What are some of the first things that you do whenever you're taking on a client to help them get out of their own way? Yeah, I, when we talk about value, I ask people straight up, how much you want to get paid? Yeah. What's your time worth? For sure. Right? And <laughs> then what does it take to actually do the work that you want to do, whether it's a service mm -hmm. or whether it's a product? So if it's a product, it's a lot easier. You can say, how yeah. you know, the cost of goods, services. So you can think about how much it costs to actually make a product. But when it's yeah. services, then you have to think about, okay, how much time is it going to take me to actually do this, right? Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to value, you can compare yourself to other people, but yeah. you also got to take into consideration how long you've been doing it, the quality. Can yeah. we talk yeah. about, come on, quality, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people get stuck on, well, somebody else is doing it, they charging this, but what about your quality? What about your customer service? Yeah. What about the uh, the, the self-enablement so I can just go to your website and book it and I don't have to have 12 conversations with you? What is yeah. my experience as a customer? Mm -hmm. That's the value. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. And, and that's key. Uh, I think a lot of people look past that too. Uh, I think we, and I did an episode on this a while back, but we talked about how to price your service. And one of the things that I see a lot of people doing is they go straight to comparison. What is the competition doing? Or how can I come just a little bit under that uh, but offer more? And I'm saying, nah, you're starting off wrong. You got to evaluate. First of all, what's your ability to make a guarantee? How yeah. can you deliver on that service that you... If, and if you can deliver if and if you can provide that customer what they're looking for, they'll be willing to pay you. Absolutely. You just got to be effective in, in how do you communicate that value. Once you think about uh, other things uh, outside of entrepreneurs being in their way, what are some of the other things that you see that holds them back when it comes to entrepreneur and just kind of getting it off the ground? I think access to information and resources. I think that, you know, when you're comparing yourself to other businesses, yeah. do some of the research of looking to see what processes do they have, right? So a lot of times I'll explore someone's website solely or join their mailing list solely to see the, the automation, right? Because I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm in marketing automation. I want to see the flow. I want to see, okay, once you get my email address, what do I get then? And mm -hmm. a lot of times, nothing. Mm -hmm. But then I see that as an opportunity, yeah. right? I see that as a lead. So I take I take full you know I take a full assessment of the whole experience. Okay. And so looking at it that way, seeing what works and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I also encourage people that if you're working on a job, think about what's working at the job you're working at, yeah, right? The company yeah. you're at, right? Use that time while you're working on the job to experience what works, what doesn't work, what you would like to do if you had a similar business. Mm -hmm. And realistically, if you're not a good employee, you're probably not going to be a good business owner and yeah. manager. Yeah. yeah. That is that is key. Uh, I see a lot of people want to get into the entrepreneur space coming out of being traditionally employed, but they didn't execute as a, a, a boss on the job. And now you think those skills are going to transfer. Like, nah, how you do, and I've heard you say this, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yep. And I've always taken that approach. I remember uh, working in printing before I started my company. Uh, I took a lot of skills and things like that from the job and applied it, stuff that I didn't necessarily have to go invest in, spend any additional money. So that's that's key. Um, I also uh, want to dive into just kind of your background because yeah. you, you got a, a level of confidence that most uh, lady, female, women entrepreneurs don't have to be able to move from city to city and bet on yourself. Like, where did that confidence come from? It's innate, K. Woods. I yeah. wish I could say that, you know, I'm, I'm be honest with you, it's innate, um, but it's, it's from my DNA, but I actually give a lot of credit to my mother. You know, I give a lot of credit to um, my parents in the household that we uh, were raised in. Yeah. Um, you know, I joke about it and I talk about it in my book, but I had to do a presentation to get a cell phone and to, to share, like, how I could afford to purchase it and maintain it and yeah. pay it monthly, right? And so those types of- Who did you of, do the presentation to? <laughs> at the time, what was it? Like Paint or something? You know, whatever yeah. basic, you know, um, Microsoft app that was available, right? Uh -huh. And it was just those type of fundamental skills that started at home, right? Okay. So, and so you did the presentation to your mom? Yes. Okay, that's what I was oh, like, yeah, who did yeah. you do the presentation to? my parents, to? Okay. right? In order okay. to show, like- <laughs> And I was paying for it though, yeah. and she still took it on the week on during the week. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't do all that, right? So, you know, in hindsight, it, it, it was it was great, like, training ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then there's only so much your parents can do, right? So mm-hmm. people get stuck on, well, I didn't have that type of household upbringing. upbringing. Yeah. But then when you become an adult, you have a choice. Yeah. Life is about choices, mm-hmm. right? And so what you, you know, you can decide how you want to move, how you want to live, what you want life to look like for you. Yeah. And so you make those choices incrementally. Like yeah. just like I said, how you do one thing is how you'll do everything, mm-hmm. right? So if it's saying you're going to be committed to to working out because you want to have a bit healthier life, but you don't want to get up. Yeah. You're not willing to get up 3 times a week, right? Same thing. It's yeah. the same yeah. concept. It's it's the habits, right? The things that we do day to day that yeah. overall life. And so, yeah, I just think that that's just a super important part of entrepreneurship. Man, I'm telling you, this is a uh, I read a lot and the information that you're giving out is top tier because entrepreneurs, that's that's just one of the biggest challenges that they have is, like you said, first of all, getting out of your own way, but it's the mindset shift. That's another key po- component of entrepreneurship. I also heard you say something along the lines of people are afraid to necessarily get started. I see them, you say you see them talking about the coming soon and things like that uh, on social yeah. media, uh, but they never lunch. Yeah. Why do people not go from the ideal phase to the implementation phase? And what are some tips that you give entrepreneurs to be able to transition from, yo, let's get it out your head and let's actually start taking some action on it? It's fear. Yeah. I mean, the simplest form is fear. And a lot of times, you know, people will discourage themselves. They'll let other people feed information that goes back to projection, right? People projecting yeah. their fears. And and then also, you know, a lot of times people just are unsure of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of secret agents, too. We got a lot of people that will say, will do, but they won't tell anybody that they've done it, right? So they'll... Okay. I call secret agents the so people that... this is the first that, time I've heard this. Yeah, I, I call secret agents people that, that have launched a business okay. or an idea... But they have a private business page on Instagram, right? Yeah. Nobody, I can't even access your page if mm-hmm. I wanted to. I have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. You haven't told anybody. You haven't promoted it in any way. Or you will make a post. I've seen this. Like, I promoted it on my website. You, I'm, 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 on Facebook, you didn't see it? Yeah. No. Yeah. You know how the algorithms work. I haven't seen a lot of things. <laughs> so how else are you going to make sure that we know that you're in business and what you're doing, right? Yeah. And so tapping into your warm market and, and not even for the purpose of them being your ideal customer. Mm-hmm. They know somebody else. Yeah. Tap into their network. For sure, it's, for sure. It could be more so of you may know someone that could use the services or the products that I offer. Mm-hmm. Tell, can you? Do you mind giving me a referral? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do you mind posting this or resharing it? So that just goes back into the support piece. But it, it's absolutely fear, and it is you have to make a decision okay. of you. What do you want your life to look like? It mm-hmm. goes back to that. So. You can, you know, a lot of people rely heavily on a job, right? And I say you go to you go to work every day yeah. and you feel like your employer is going to pay you for working, but what if they don't? Yeah. We just experienced that recently with the whole bank situation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are people that didn't get paid. Yeah, it's uncertain times for sure. Absolutely. And it could be happening anytime. Mm-hmm. So the same energy and effort that you put into someone else's business and dream, put that into yourself. Yeah. Invest in yourself. But make sure people know about it. Mm-hmm. Don't be a secret agent. Don't yeah. have a, a whole business and an idea. And we haven't we don't know. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I know people personally that have done amazing things. And the first thing I'm saying, I'm like, how do we not know about that? Yeah. Who yeah. have you told? For sure. Yeah. I read a book, um, it's called Go For No. I plug this book all the time. I really need some stock in this company. <laughs> but uh, in this book, he has a concept that he draws out uh, based on fear. And he tells people that your definition of fear is incorrect. And he draws out this diagram. And basically, to make it short, he says most people think that um, you're failing if you're going, in the, you're going in the wrong direction if you're failing. But what a lot of people don't realize is you have to go through that failure in order to get to that success. Yeah. But people get so fearful of failure to me, it's like the greatest hack. Like, Absolutely. how fast can you fail mm-hmm. so that you can get the data, so that you can get that input, mm-hmm. so that you can refine and go to the next level? So, once you're taking on clients, like, what are some of the questions that you ask entrepreneurs to get like a clear understanding of the things that are holding them back? Ultimately, we know it's the mindset, but yeah. what like, what is that questionnaire process that you take them through to figure out? Sometimes I'll ask them, what have they, what idea have they tried to do before that didn't work out, and how they okay. handled it, right? Because I believe that. I'm the first person. I'm going to try every idea. Okay. I'm going to try everything. Yeah. And I give your, yourself the space and the grace to change your mind. Because if it don't work, do something else. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> 
doing something else, right? So I'll ask them that because I want to see how you even manage, you know, something not working out in your favor, right? Yeah. And how you were able to move past that because I think that'll tell me a lot about how you're thinking okay. moving towards this. I even asked them, like, why you want to do, you know, what's the ultimate goal? Okay. And to really identify, like, is it just money? Is it freedom of time? Is mm. it I'm trying to do something for my family? Yeah. But even deeper than that, okay, so when you, are you doing it for your family? Is it something that you want to pass on? Okay. Is it something that you want your family to be a part of? You know, even beyond that too, like, if, when you quote unquote retire from your business, which a lot of entrepreneurs don't, especially black entrepreneurs, yeah. when yeah. I think about what happens with the business, right? when you stop working, right? Because a lot mm -hmm. of people get into entrepreneurship because they want their freedom and all that, but when can you stop, Yeah. right? Yeah. So thinking about that as well. So I ask those types of questions to really understand their mindset yeah. so then I can tailor the conversation and the stage in mm -hmm. which they are because I do believe in meeting people where they are, right? Yeah, yeah, and so absolutely. I do it that way. I think that's another big part of just watching you and the way that you move. Um, you may mention to what does business look like when you want to retire, mm -hmm. And I know uh, in the past you've released literature, pamphlets, uh, actually a booklet that helped you with like estate planning and things like that. So what did, what did all that come from? Like what, where's your passion come from for that, that piece of the, the pie? So that workbook is called Get Your Shift in Order because yeah. when, when life, life and death happen, it's a shift, right? Yeah, it, absolutely. Everything that you know changes. Mm -hmm. And so that came from my background. I I've done a lot of things. But yeah. one of the things I've done <laughs> is I was in the funeral funding business. I had no idea. And so um, funeral funding business, I, I was working for a company that ultimately did irrevocable assignments with funeral homes. You have, a, you just say somebody in your family passes, they have, a, yeah. they have a life insurance policy. They go to the funeral home. The company I work for would go ahead and pay for the funeral within 24 to 48 hours. Family basically would sign over the policy to us. Okay. And so... We took a percentage of it, right? Gotcha, gotcha. And so we, but we were able to transfer them the funds immediately. And so I got the experience from that, seeing how people handled, you know, their arrangements. And then also, again, it goes back to my upbringing. I, yeah. I'm, I'm truly blessed, mm -hmm. and which is why I dedicated my book to my, to my mother and to my parents because they have a notebook. Okay. So, you know, they had a meeting with my sister and I many years ago when like, Here's all of our affairs. Like here are the here are the assets. Here's the information. Yeah. Here are all the things. And so I immediately said, "Wow, mm -hmm. I need to share this with everybody I know because I don't have a from the mud story. I never yeah, pretend yeah. that I do. Mm -hmm. What I do is I take the information that I've learned that I've gotten from all of my experiences and from my privilege okay. and share it with my people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I know that I have been exposed to a lot of things that most people haven't, and so I make it a point to share it. Yeah, There's nothing yeah. that I don't that I know that I'm not gonna share with people. Okay. And so I said, okay, this is information that should be put into a notebook, something that people can actually use and write in and take from. Yeah. And so I did that, right? I've made it a digital copy, I put it on Amazon so that you can, it's your black book really for your family to handle your personal affairs. Yeah. It's something that you can talk to your family about now mm -hmm. because that is one of the the issues in our community is we don't want to talk about what happens when things end, right? Yeah. But that's that's the one thing that's guaranteed in life is death. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So making sure so why build a business and then when you are gone, no one knows how to handle it or what you would have wanted, like your final wishes. Like that's an opportunity to do it. And I also have places of like where you can put information that you then need to take to a professional, that you yeah. need, then need to take to an attorney. Okay. You know, so it's not replacing a, a last will and testament. It is to write the template to to draft it. Okay. It's to know where life insurance policies are. Mm. It is if you are a military to DD-214, like where's that information? Yeah. It is who is written down as the legacy person on your Facebook page. For sure. For it sure. is a guide to the things that we need to know when you leave. That's huge because yeah. as you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking like, I have policies, I have, you know, different accounts and stuff like that. How in the world would my wife know outside of what she knows? Like, how would she know where all this information is? Do you still have that product available? I do. It's on okay. Amazon. Yeah. And it's a new edition being released this week. And so you'll okay. be able to, it's even more space. I, I wanted to update it for entrepreneurs. For sure. For, for sure. You know, because I thought about that, right? So if there's, if someone has a, a payment system, payroll system for employees, if you have uh -huh. a team of employees, your partner or spouse may not know anything yeah. beyond yeah. 
maybe a person that you talked about when you come home, venting, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. How would they know how to handle that from a, from a, a small business standpoint? Gotcha. And so it's literally a guide of like, here's where you go or here's the person you go to. Sure. It's also a page of like advisors. So like, you know, from your accountant, you know, mm. from your attorney, like okay. their contact information. So we know where that is as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay, cool. We, I'm going to have to get on there and get one because yeah. I've seen it yeah. uh, and I thought it was dope. And, and that's one of the things I think is cool about, you know what I'm saying, the movement that you're creating. Not only are you helping entrepreneurs from ideal phase, but you're walking them all the way through a whole process. So by the time they, I don't know if you keep them on retainer, but outside, by the time they get done with your program mm-hmm. and your consulting uh, package, they're 100%, you know, fool yeah. or hold, I guess would be the, the right word to say. So look, I am very curious about this whole growing up in an entrepreneurship home. Okay. Uh, maybe you can kind of give your parents background a little bit, but yeah. I have a nine-year-old and I told uh, my wife. She already nine? She's already nine. She'll be <laughs> 10 in April. Uh, and I told my wife, I yeah. said, when she turns 10, she's all mine. And so I want to start programming her and plugging these entrepreneurship concepts. And I told my wife, I said, do all the girly stuff, teach her how to cook, do everything into 10, because after 10, she's she going to belong to me. So what was it like growing up in an entrepreneurship home? Like, what are some of those valuable lessons that you learned that probably took me forever to, you know, get mm-hmm. exposed to as an entrepreneur, but you grew up with it. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so first, let me be very specific and say shout out to Nidra and Futrail Reddit. Uh-huh. They were serial entrepreneurs that showed me and my uh, sister Camille the way. Um, as a child, I hated it, to yeah. be honest. Like, let's be real. <laughs> like, I, you know, um, I hated it. I was I was naive for a while, but then I think by um, middle school, high school for sure, okay. I really understood it. I, you know, I took it in. I valued it. We would go to, one of the things I hated, right, as a child is we didn't have family vacation. Okay. Um, I'm thinking about the mm. entertainment and the family vacation part, but what we did have is we had business trips to conferences. Okay. You know, we she had speaking engagements. We had opportunities. You know, this is when timeshares were big, and yeah. with, with them being in real estate, they were getting invited out to different properties to see them. That was our family vacation. You okay. know, they're at a conference speaking, you know, or attending. We may they may volunteer us to work at registration. Like that okay. was a known thing. Put them to work. You know, yeah, yeah. is what my parents <laughs> would say and do, but. What it taught us is how to move in spaces that we usually wouldn't have access to until we were older, right? Mm -hmm. I was raised around millionaires and billionaires. Mm. You know, I was in, you know, the black business world very early. And so those are my mentors now. And so I served. I understood the value of serving and giving of my time. And so naturally, as a child, as a student, they wanted to pour back into me. And so I tell any young person, like, if you have access to some some grown folks with access to information and influence and even as a young adult or you know a 30 plus year old if there is someone that's willing to pour into you take full advantage of that yeah 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 and man that's why i think you're so qualified for the work that you're doing right now because you know this is the the information age you can go to youtube and you can get as much information as you want the real question is which information is legit which information is valid and the information that you grew up with that that pamphlet that book that you said your parents handed you like, we're just now getting exposed to it. I'm in my late 30s. Or, yeah. or yeah, I guess I'm 36 now, so I guess that's you the late, late 30s. 30s. Yeah. God. <laughs> Bring me down. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're just now getting exposed to that information. So with you having so much, you and your sister, I think, is dope having so much of this information growing up. It's the perfect time. Yeah. Uh, not only is it the perfect time, but you guys are the right people for that. So let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back in the story because... Okay. We met, of course, uh, pretty early going into college, and I've seen a lot of the progress uh, that you've made. I've seen a lot of the journey. uh, And let's go back to the T-shirt, the T-shirt company, which was Shut Up, Keep Grinding. It was, from my perspective, I know we did a lot of your printing for Mm -hmm. you. It was a very successful T-shirt brand. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about that, and and is it still around right now? Yeah, so um, Grind Grind Match is the company name, um, the tagline as you mentioned, is Shut Up, Keep Grinding, uh-huh. and it is trademarked. Cool. <laughs> um, and so um, this brand I, I launched very early, and I was doing it out of my apartment, you yeah. know, and I hit you up like, hey, Woods, how quickly, how quickly can you give me these shirts? I uh-huh. just need 20 of these shirts, you know. And so what I learned very early is how to market my my business mm-hmm. without necessarily using a lot of my personal funds. So okay. that was one of my secrets is pre-sales. So I would do pre-orders. Oh, okay. So me asking you for your timeline is so that I could bake that into my delivery yeah, time. Yeah. So I did a lot of pre-orders to start out so that I okay. already had the money up front because I ain't had no money. Yeah, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I got a really big idea, but I don't have any money. So like, mm-hmm. how can I do this? So 
I would do that. I would, And then that's when I started learning what sizes people were going to buy because a lot of times it was hit or miss, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I got a lot of extra larges left over. Okay, so who's buying what? But mm-hmm. the way that I even started that and got that idea was I wanted to motivate myself. I was yeah. like, here's some really cool ideas. Let me test the waters. I tested the waters by wearing the shirts myself. Okay. I was going to events. At the time, I was a producer for the Time Join the Morning Show. Yeah. I took full advantage of that. I knew I was going to take a picture with at least a celebrity yeah. at least once a week, right? Uh-huh. And so every time I did, I would wear the shirts and they, I'm going to take a picture with them. So then when I'm going to post it, I'm going to post and say, okay, check out Usher's new song. Yeah. But also tagging my shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I they would ask, like mm-hmm. the artists, their management, their assistants, like, oh, I love your shirt, cool shirt. Where you get that from? I'm like, oh, yeah. this is me. You want one? Yeah. And then I had opportunities to go to events. I leveraged every opportunity. So I ended up going to Diddy's first Revolt Conference. Mm. That was life-changing for me. Yeah. That is when I did a marketing campaign, the Shut Up, Keep Grinding marketing campaign. I had everybody, you know, coming around, taking pictures in their <sighs> environment, doing this. Yeah. Wherever they, wherever you was grinding, I was like, "Hey, I need your help. I'm, I'm doing this campaign. You know, I'm contributing to other people. I'm pouring into other people, and I need your support. I need you to take a picture with me, saying should in front of wherever you grinding. Yeah, yeah. And I got construction zones. I got pharmacists. I got teachers. I got mm-hmm. accountants. I got people in the middle of the daycare. I got people wherever they were working and grinding doing it. And it was such a beautiful thing, something I'm definitely going to relaunch and do. It was it was amazing to see because it was such a grassroots situation. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up going to the Revolt Conference. Okay. I get there. I, Russell's did he pull out the he pulled everybody out for his first conference. It was okay. a it was very it was a last minute thing for him. Okay. So he was like everybody whose big name he needed there in Miami. Yeah. So I'm Russell Simmons is there. Obviously Diddy's there. Uh Punch from PDE, uh, TDE, um, you know, was there, Kent, who, who founded Kendrick Lamar. Okay. And he's who changed my life. He said, I was promoting a, a T-shirt line and I didn't have a shirt on. Mm. And he said, I love what you're doing. It sounds dope. Yeah. But why you ain't wearing your stuff? You gotta be a walking billboard, yeah. Why you ain't, why you ain't wearing your stuff? And since then, that's how y'all gonna see me in. Yeah. That's why, that's why you always see me in my own stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I may not even be selling it yet. Sometimes I'm wearing it to see the reaction. Yeah. Right? So I get people, even to this day, and I and I, uh, I closed the grind match um, mm-hmm. to work on my book. Um, but, you know, I was inspired. I met uh, Damon John Fubu, Shark okay. Tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he told me, he said, listen, I closed Fubu four times and mm-hmm. reopened it. Wow. So I said, oh, say less. Yeah. See, man, that's th- this is... This is so dope to me because to see how you've been strategically positioned in all of your careers, but not only that, but how you've taken full advantage of it. A lot of people don't have their minds and it's like, yo, what are you doing? You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's an opportunity. Do you recognize it and how do you take advantage of it? How do you show up in these spaces, man, with, with like some of these celebrities, Diddy, Russell, mm-hmm. you know, Damon Dash, like as an entrepreneur, these people are larger than life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got to have the confidence to walk up and, and introduce yourself. Like, how do you show up in these spaces? So I think even whether they're celebrity or not, it can be overwhelming for me to tell people everything that I do. Because yeah, it sounds yeah. crazy sometimes when I say it aloud. <laughs> so I, I read the room. You know, I'm observant. I pay attention to what's important to people. Okay. And I take that mindset of, okay, if you're in this, if it's safe, I'm in a financial space, then mm-hmm. my conversation will be a little bit different. If yeah. I'm in the entertainment media space, I kind of can see what's important to people. I had an opportunity to like interview Gotti one time. It was okay. like my last gig when I was in radio and interviewing him at a car show. And I had my um, ambitious AF shirt on. And, you know, I, I made the conversation about, you know, one of the questions I asked him was like, you know, a lot of people in the music industry, they get a lot of money, but they don't know what to do with it. Like, what's what's one thing you would tell them about how to manage their money when they grinding? Yeah. I tied in grinding because I'm sure. wearing my shirt. I'm wearing my branding. Right. So reading the room, being yeah, observant. Yeah. Right. Seeing knowing your audience. I say that all the time. Know yeah. your audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's the, that goes with their research. Uh, that goes with the deep work. And that's one of the things that, like, I'm super passionate about. I got, you tell, my wife will tell you, every house we've ever stayed in, the first thing that goes up is the whiteboard. Because I love getting in this space, shutting everything off, and just doing that deep work. And in order for you to know your business, you have to do that deep yeah. work. Uh, is that something that you help your clients with as well, work through, like, organizational structures and things like that? 
Yeah, so typically I'm working with, I say, thriving and aspiring business owners. Okay. So a lot okay. of time, the thriving business owners may want to pivot. They have a new idea they're, they're trying to launch or maybe they feel stagnant, right? Mm -hmm. And then the aspiring business owners, those that are like, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. I want somebody that's, you know, somebody that's usually hungry. They just don't know what to do. Okay. Right? And then also the, the nine to five are just like, I want to do something. You know, yeah. I, I want to do something to get out of this job, right? I just don't know where to begin. And yeah. so... I definitely walk them through it. You know, we we start with a discovery of okay. what it is that you want to do, why you mm -hmm. want to do it, who you think is going to be the target audience. Because for me, target audience is cool, but we're going to get you to the buying audience because that's what really matters. Okay. Hold okay? on. You got to break that down. You, you <laughs> dropping gems here. So I've always been, I've always heard get to the target audience, but you, you're flipping this and saying get to the buying audience. Yeah. What's the difference and how do you identify it? Because your target audience is who you want to purchase okay, and who you think is going to buy your things. The buying audience are those that are cashing, the, that are sending you the check that For you sure. can cash, right? Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. Who's actually buying it? And so that may require you to adjust your original strategy, Okay, but it's business. So it's, yeah. it's not personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your passion project is cool mm -hmm. if that's you want just say black men to be the target audience, but you may find it, it may be women too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so who's spending the money mm -hmm. on what you have to provide, right? Yeah. Who, who wants that? Who has, has the need for your demand? And so I think that's really important yeah, um, yeah. of focusing that. And so, yeah, I, I definitely walk them through. Okay. We, we go all the way down to, I make them think. So I, one of the first things that you do when you're working with me is a mental data dump. Okay. You just dump everything. Gotcha. No particular like order, yeah. nothing. It's basically like your whiteboard. It's just mm -hmm. getting everything down. Yeah. And then we go say, okay, well, let's prioritize some things. Okay. Let's identify who you need in order to make this happen. Yeah. Um, and then also, what's a realistic business? Because a lot of times our ideas, they sound cool, but like for yeah, real, yeah. what's a real business idea? <laughs> so we can, you know, we kind of like scratch through, okay, so this isn't, this could actually be something. Yeah. Right. I have a list of people of that I and you may not know the actual person, but you have mm -hmm. an idea of like what type of person. Like if it's yeah. I need to build a website, then I need a designer, right? So those sure, types of sure. things because I want them to get it ready and get in the habit and get very familiar with it, the different steps that are going to be required gotcha. in order to execute. It's not enough to just say I want to do this and execute. There's a lot of steps in between that, right? Yeah, so yeah. I walked them through that as well. Sound like you're real big on foundation, mm -hmm. uh, and I've heard it put that. Whenever you look at construction, the foundation is the first thing that goes up and it's the one thing that takes the longest. But once you get the foundation done right, wide enough, deep enough, big enough, then you can put as big a building as you want on that foundation. And the things that you're saying, getting your, your business together, thinking through like some of these critical things allows entrepreneurs to literally lay a, a solid foundation to where the business can grow as big as you want it. Yeah. Um, you also, I saw that you're a world traveler. Yeah. Uh, I know you you had a company surrounding travel. Tell me a little bit about that. Are you still in that industry as yeah, well? I am. And so um, my company is called The Global Intent. Yeah. And it is a volunteerism a business. And so volunteerism is essentially, you know, traveling to do good is essentially okay. what we do. And so that was the foundation of it. Um, since we've since our conception, we have grown to really tap into the continent of Africa Okay. And um, and really just the See, diaspora. I've never been. I'm gonna have to the, go with y'all next time. You gotta go, yeah. man. The diaspora as a whole. I think um, you know. I think all Black people should experience uh, the continent at some part of their life. But there are other areas in which we were dropped off at along the way. You know, okay. like Colombia, Cartagena. You know, there's a lot of places that yeah. you can also tap into to find our history. And so um, with that, that was a passion project. That was, sure. but that goes back to my mentorship and relationships because I told one of my mentors. I really want to travel. He said, okay, I know who you should, I know somebody you should meet. Yeah. And beyond that, I followed up. I followed up with her immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's been in the industry for, um, you know, for 20, 30 years. And she helped me guide me along the way and has yeah. introduced me, you know, to people that, that can take me wherever I want to go when it comes to the travel business. Gotcha. But that's part of who I am. That's part of my personal brand. So I've tied that into everything that I do. So, for sure, for sure. you know, my, my coaching mm -hmm. business, my, tr my strategy business is under the name of destination execute. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's all about literally going from ideation to execution. And uh -huh. so whether it's a, a group coaching or individual coaching, or even some of the things I'm going to be doing in the future, which are some weekend masterminds at destinations. Okay. And so, you know, I got to have you come yeah. out and speak. Yeah. So you just make the call. I'm so, there. So we, you know, we're doing all that because I want people to, the, the idea is that living for a living is, can be your life. And so that's how I live. That's my motto. Yeah. I'm not living to work. I'm living, living to live. Living yeah. for a living. 
And so everything that I do is about from marketing automation and, and building like really strategic processes in those partnerships that matter. It's all about creating a first class experience for you and your customers yeah. so that you can live the life that you dreamed of. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. What are we doing this for? For sure. For yeah. sure. A lot of people don't ask themselves that question. Yo, this. So what I want to do at this point is let's take the gloves out because I can feel it. <laughs> there is a mindset that's there that yeah. uh, I want to tap into okay. because we talked. I don't know if we, we said this on camera or before, but entrepreneurs typically know the, the one or two things that they need to do to move themselves forward. But they don't take those actions, and it's a mindset block. Uh, so let's take the gloves off. What is your morning routine as an entrepreneur to set you up for success? And then I also want to dive into this mentorship piece. Okay. But let's talk about the morning routine, because uh, I'm a strong believer that your morning routine will make you a millionaire. Mm -hmm. So what, what, what does your morning routine look like? Well, I go to the gym in the morning. Okay. Um, I don't enjoy it. I'm not going to act like I do, <laughs> but I go. And so for me, it's like... That's an area of discipline that I was lacking. Okay. And so for me, it's like, if I could get mm. this right, if I could do this, yeah. if I can go consistently and whatever that looks like for me. So for me, it's like three to four times a week, I'm going to go actually go to the gym and work out. Okay. If I can do that every single week, man, yeah. I can do anything. Then I'm also in the morning, I'm, I'm feeding my mind with, I'm, with positive music, YouTube videos, yeah. podcasts like you, you know, I'm listening to um, audio books. Sure. So I'm making sure that I'm feeding my mind with like really meaningful content. Yeah, yeah. I also don't watch certain things. Like there are videos that are shared on social media. I'm yeah. quick to tell somebody I'm not gonna watch that. Yeah. I tell you real quick, I'm not gonna watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't even want you to expect me to respond to it. Yeah. I'm not gonna watch it. That's that's important, man, because negative is convenient. Uh, and honestly, 90% of the stuff that you see pop up on social media, you got to be real intentional to guard your mind. Yeah. So what, what do you read? Like, what does your reading habit look like? I know you said you listen to a lot of podcasts yeah. and things like that. How, how many books do you typically read on a monthly basis? I say maybe like two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. like two, especially since I've incorporated like more like videos. And so some mm -hmm. of the, the YouTube videos may be like an hour, 30 minutes to an hour long. So I'm, you know, looking... Yeah. Looking, watching those. Um, I'm watching a lot of old things too. Like I okay. may go back to a Les Brown or I love you know, this. like yeah. I'm, I'm, I am definitely an old school person in general. I think that a lot of the things that we need to be successful is rooted there, mm -hmm. but we can tweak it, you yeah, know, yeah, to yeah. match the yeah, times. Yeah, but a lot sure. of foundational things, even from the things that like my parents taught us from business, mm -hmm. may not be applicable in its whole now. Yeah. But it is foundation. It is like something as simple as from a sales perspective for whatever business, because sales is in everything, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Creating a list. Mm -hmm. And going through that list and actually reaching out to that list of people, you know, yeah. that was part of my success with even um, my bestseller. Okay. You know, okay. that situation was reaching out to people and getting people to actually purchase within a short, within a, a time period. Okay. That's really kind of the the magic behind the bestsellers, okay. right? How many people can purchase a book within a time frame mm -hmm. versus over a long term? So yeah. it's not enough to have, you know, five or 10,000 people to buy over a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many people were buying within this week yeah, is what they're looking concentrated at. Concentrated time. Yep, concentrated, but but yep. that goes back to doing the deep work, understanding the industry, understanding what you're up against before yeah. uh, getting into the industry. Because, yeah. you know, to me, selling, you know, a large amount of books over a, a long period of time is the goal. But understanding those key indicators to yeah. make yourself pop up on those list you got to do the deep work you know yeah. you got to do that type of work so going back into like the mindset uh of business and things like that you mentioned mentorship mm -hmm. uh through the travel how let's let's do it this way talking to entrepreneurs giving them advice how would you give them advice what would you tell them uh when it comes to mentorship how important it is and then how do they put themselves in a position to actually get a mentor yeah so with mentorship is very important and I think you got to look at it from the standpoint of what can you add? What do you bring? Yeah. yeah. Right. Instead of what you're going to get back. Okay. Um, I go back to serving. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, and it doesn't have to be a free situation, but it might be. Yeah, if you yeah. if you have nothing to bring, if you don't know anything and you need all my information, yeah. um, and it could be something as simple as you offering to be an ad, doing admin or data entry for somebody who has a lot of wealth of knowledge to really help you, right? Yeah. Or it can be, hey, I can send you a lot. I can send you referrals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm really big about anybody that I know that does anything. Mm -hmm. If I had a good experience with you or even if I haven't yet experienced you, but I know you're doing it. I can see your referrals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't mind doing that. And so for me, I have always asked, like, here's what I'm doing when I'm in any space where I feel like there's people of influence. I'm like, hey, I, I, 
I'm I'm super inspired by you. Yeah, yeah. I love to like you know work with you. If That's there's dope, anything yeah. that you're doing that I can support, I'm quick to ask. Quick to say that. Yeah. How can I support what you're doing For versus sure. always just asking? Yeah. And wanting something back. Yeah. And you said something key. You said that uh, it doesn't have to be uh, free. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's probably the biggest form of mentorship that I tap into right now is paid mentorship. Mm-hmm. If I see somebody doing something, uh, the speed of implementation for me is instead of me reading or instead of me going through life trying to figure this out, I'd rather buy the book, read it, download your whole life story yep. so that I can shorten it, that, that window of time. So a lot of people, that's a mindset hack that they that they got to overcome yeah. is be willing to pay for it. Please. Yeah. Invest in yourself is what it is, Absolutely. right? So, you know, just last year, I had a, a mastermind coach to help take my business, my personal brand, and mm-hmm. to really help me to refocus and to relaunch what it looks yeah. like today, right? And and one of the things she called out, she was like, because she didn't know me. She didn't know mm-hmm. my story beforehand. So she was like, your love of travel is surprising to me because I don't see it anywhere. She saw it separately. Wow. She saw it as a separate thing versus who I am. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's who I am. Yeah. Like, I'm going to take a trip somewhere. I'm yeah. going somewhere and that's for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I may go with people, but it's for me. For you sure. know, that's how I, that's my part of my self-care. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm escaping anything. Yeah. It's because I've created a life where I can do it freely. It yeah. is part of my budget. For it's sure. part, of, it's, it's who I am, right? So I, I have... I don't buy necessarily a lot of shoes. Yeah. I don't buy a lot of clothes because I'm wearing my stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I spend my money on flights. And yeah. that's, you know, so, but when she said that, I was so shocked. I'm like, how did you not know I traveled? And she yeah. made me see where, where I was lacking. But I invested yeah. in that time with her and that weekend with her. Mm-hmm. It was it was, it was an investment. And after the fact, I'm like, I'm so glad that I did. For sure. It was invaluable. That's mm-hmm. how I felt when I was done. What is the most that you feel like you've spent on just education and mentorship as an adult on a yearly basis? What does that look like? Probably 10000 10000 Yeah. That's, that's a good solid number. Yeah. Look, um, you had said something uh, along the lines of... Um, Golly, I'm drawing a blank. What did oh oh oh? So the so you got a marketing, a brilliant marketing mind. And I want to tap into this. Okay. But you mentioned something that I'm also having trouble with. And that's wearing different hats, having different brands. You said your your mentor mentioned that she didn't know anything about the travel piece. How do you, in this busy content-driven world, how do you tell a story that includes so many different facets of you without confusing the audience? Right. That's a huge challenge right oh, now. Oh no, that's yeah. no, that's a big thing. So I thought I was doing it well, but I think yeah. I'm getting even better now. So, for example, if when I go somewhere, when I travel, since that's what I'm going to probably do, yeah, I'm going to have my book with me. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have my book with me on the beach. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to open it up. And then I may talk about a chapter in a bit or a section in the book or a conversation I had with somebody while we were there, right? Yeah. You know, so I tie it in that way through the content that I'm sharing. I gotcha. loop it in that way. And then also when it comes to, like, social media and the things that I share – Everything that I share, even if it's a personal picture, because I thought I was cute. Yeah. There's probably going to be by the time you get to the end of the reel, yeah. you're gonna see a picture of my book. For sure. For <laughs> I'm sure. gonna tie it in. <laughs> it's it's because my sister and I talk about it all the time. We're like, oh, this content. Yeah. Like no matter where I'm at, it's content. Mm-hmm. Always content. Every like you mentioned earlier, every interaction you have, that's an opportunity. Yeah. Like you don't know, and it doesn't have to be where it is annoying, right? Or you're throwing sure. up on people in business because. I like to kick it. I'm going to have fun. I know how to turn off. I do all that. But I also understand where opportunities lie. And even if I just put it in my pocket for later, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, I see that. Even when I'm scrolling on social media, a lot of times when I'm sharing things with, like, my friends, I'm like, there is a way to make money doing everything. Like, I'm so inspired by seeing really any idea, really. I'm like, wow, the way that they thought of that. And I'm like, how can I implement that? To what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. With with so many hats though that you're wearing, how do you manage all of that? Automation. Yeah. Talk Automation. Yeah. Seriously. So you know, are you being some, like systems and stuff like absolutely. that? Absolutely. Okay. Systems and processes are you have to. Yeah. Um, and so I that's also what I guide, you know, the entrepreneurs that I work with is the foundation of that is setting up systems. So something as simple as a calendarly, right? Yeah, so yeah, having yeah. the scheduling system, whoever you choose, a scheduling system, because I'm not going back and forth via email and all yeah, the yeah, things, yeah. right? That is such a simple yet missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even beyond that with the follow-up, right? And so whether, if I have, a, I have writing services that I'm offering, so after they've done a service with me, I have it timed to a certain amount of days. They're going to get yeah. A follow-up email, I'm going to probably be thanking them again. I'm going to be asking for a referral yeah, and a review, yeah. a call to action, 
sure. all automated. And I do, you got to set it up early. So it's, it is very tedious in yeah. the beginning, mm -hmm. but that's the foundation. Yeah, for sure. You set up that foundation early on from a payment perspective, right? So I may use a certain CRM or I may use a certain system for contracts, right? Or an agreement. It's going to all tie in. It's going to give the payment options with the contract, with the yeah. follow-up. So I don't have to do all that. And so yeah. I can be, you know, in Dubai kicking it. Mm -hmm. And I see my calendar give me a confirmation that someone has added themselves or somebody has, um, you know, scheduled to do a resume since I, another service that I offer, resume yeah. service, you know, so different things like that. Automation is key. Yeah. Look, look, let's transition because I'm always amazed that, you know, entrepreneurs that achieve so much at such a young age. Uh, and I'm always curious, like, once you achieve so much at an early age, like, what's next for you? Uh, I've been tapped into the podcast, Take Flight. Uh, so, so just what's next for you in your journey? Yeah, so I did rebrand Take Flight. So it, it was formerly called Cup of Grind. And so part of me getting with my coach and really learning and mastermind weekend was like the intersection of all the things and how you relaunch your personal brand. And so Take Flight is, you know, navigating your journey of your next big idea. And so I'm talking to entrepreneurs like yourself on just what's, you know, how to do things. And so it's interesting that you tell, you ask me what's next, because I actually tell people, sometimes entrepreneurs like ourselves need to just be present and be in their moment. Okay. It may not right. be nothing next yet. Yeah. Right now I'm enjoying this book. I'm enjoying being a bestseller. Yeah. I'm enjoying, you know, releasing the audio book, which is huge because I had to narrate that. And so that was very cool. Um, but I do want people to know, like, you can work with me. Mm -hmm. I'm doing, you know, some strategy sessions, but also on the long term, there's going to be some retreats. So, if, you know, if you're ready to to launch a big idea, yeah. I'm going to have the people that you need in a weekend. And so in three days, you're going to launch your business. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. You definitely got to keep us posted. And uh, I, I want to say, first of all, thank you for coming on the show, because I know uh, you do a lot of traveling. Uh, you're not even in the city and you made time yeah. uh, when she came to the city to sit out with the equity tap. So I know the audience appreciates. This been a lot of, a lot of information, a lot of game. Uh, in closing, what I really want you to do is let people know again how they can keep up with you, how they can get the book, uh, any closing advice. Look, you've already given out so much information, but any closing advice that you have for entrepreneurs that's, you know, stuck and they're trying to figure out, man, how do I get off this couch and how do I go to the next level? I'm going to let you cover that. Before you do that, let me do this. Look, man, if you guys have been getting value out of this interview, I need you to do me a favor. Hit subscribe so that you guys can continue to get information like this where we drop and you'll be the first ones to get the notification. Also, I'm going to put Jada's all of the information in the uh, description. I need for you guys to do me a favor. Go down, be sure to follow her, support her, grab the book, Gonna help you move forward. If you're an entrepreneur in 2023, you have goals that you want to hit. You're gonna want to tap into everything that she has plugged in. Uh, Jade, man, I'm gonna kick it back to you. Like I said, first of all, thank you uh, for coming on and let people know how yeah, they can keep up with you. Any closing advice you have, the stage is yours. Absolutely. So you can find me at it's Jada D on all social media platforms. JadaDavis.com is my website. That's where you can find out about the services I offer as well as get in touch with me. And you can find my books on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So you can definitely find my bestseller, Don't Let Your Mouth Get You in Trouble, How to Get Out of Your Only and Execute. You can also get my personal affairs workbook. Get your shipping order. It is also on Amazon. I'm looking forward to working with all of you. And what I'll leave you all with is to remember that you are the magic. And so McDonald's and Burger King operate on the same corner in every country of the world. But nobody can do it like you. Nobody can put your your touch to it, your sweet spot to it. And so you can still do it too. You know, you know, you really have to silence the noise, silence the dream killers. And a lot of times there's gonna be people that you know very well that may even be in your bed. Yeah. Okay. But you gotta stay focused on your dreams, your goals, and never forget you are the magic so it's gonna go with you wherever you go. Look, see, I'm trying to close this out. You're gonna make me start all the way over with these questions. This whole McDonald's and McDonald's uh Burger King's on each corner, like that is no perspective, man. Look, as things continue to grow and you continue to have success, can we get you back on the show? Absolutely. We'd love to come back. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right.